Hey guys, welcome back into another episode here of Chase the Unknown on the Right Time Productions Podcast Network. That's right, we have a podcast network now. In case you guys didn't know, we now have the network because we have our second podcast, the Pinnix Podcast. If you don't know about that, I would encourage you guys to go over and listen to it. If conversations about film, TV, and popular culture entertain you or you enjoy listening to them just for fun, um, go. I would encourage you to go check that out. It's it's much less of a structured conversation. We just we use it as an opportunity just to have fun and talk about things that you know we we really don't have a place for to talk about, but things that you know it's just fun. It's it's fun to have a conversation about. But anyway, moving on. With that being said, today on the Chase the Unknown podcast, we have a crew episode for you. As always, my name is Roger Sisk. I'm one of your co-hosts here on the Chase the Unknown podcast. I'm also here with my co-host Trinity Dobbs. What were we going to talk about today, Trinity? Well, I was actually thinking today, when I was sitting at work, I was sitting there thinking about how, when I was a kid, what my dreams were as a kid versus to what they are now and how Mm. the similarities between them and the differences and how even though my dreams have changed, that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they're, I think a common excuse I hear from people that when they say like, oh, I'm either afraid to dream or I'm afraid to just go for what i actually want out of life you know Mm -hmm. it's okay well their question is well what if what i want changes you know i think Mm -hmm. that is a a valid concern and not only in this aspect of you know going for your dreams and reaching for what you really want Mm -hmm. i think it it is a really it's a concern i think of a lot of people in a lot of areas of life Mm -hmm. you know it's an area of concern in faith and dating and a lot of different things you know mm-hmm. you know because it's one of those like when when you're a kid you have like these these dreams like for example i had a dream of becoming what was it a music teacher that was one of the dreams i had like yeah. it was like the fifth grade you know and i was like well i want to teach music because i love music and i can help people learn and yeah. blah, 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 blah 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 yada 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 well then you know when i got you know when i started going through amtc and got and got introduced to the film industry, my dream changed. The similarity yeah. is, is that I still get to help people pursue their mm-hmm. dream, and I still get to help people along the way with film production, and I get to create all this stuff myself. Yeah. You know, but the difference is, is I'm obviously not an actual instructor, so I'm not teaching, and yeah. the fact that I have nothing to do with music in this industry. Yeah. I cannot sing. I cannot, like, play an instrument at all. I like to listen to music and I attend concerts. That is about as far as my musicality side of me goes. So that's a, obviously that's the difference. But obviously when you're you know in fifth grade, what are you like 11, 12? Something like that, yeah. So you're 12 years old and that's one dream. But then, you know, you mm. go through high school. I don't actually think I ever really thought about what I wanted to be when yeah. I grew up. When it's I interesting in though. School. I didn't think about it. Yeah. It's interesting though how you mentioned, you know, like you were only 10, 11, 12, whatever, you know, it's. I think I think we all have those dreams of things we want to be, mm-hmm. you know, as a kid when we're 10, 11, 12 growing up. Yeah. You know, it's you know, you, we hear the cliches of, oh, you know, you wanted to be a fireman. You wanted to poli- be a police officer, whatever it is, yeah. you know, and I definitely know stories of people who have actually grown up mm-hmm. and become those things. Yeah. Um, but and that not to say that doesn't happen. Yeah. But most likely, just like when you were a kid and you wanted to be a fireman or a police officer or a um uh, what whatever it was you wanted to be when you're a doctor, something you, you wanted to be as a kid, you know, um, just like the fact that you wanted to be those things as a kid, um, say if you wanted, it, it's okay if what you now want now is different than what you wanted three years yeah. ago. Yeah, 
Well, that's actually true. Actually, I have a friend who he went through AMTC like I did. He went through actually a little bit before me. And so his, you know, his dream was to be an actor and, you know, to be in, (laughs) he has gone and done all of that thing, those things. Obviously, he's not like the most well-known person in the world or anything, but he has gone and been in a number of movies that, you know, I think are as an admirable thing and he has an agency and everything. But real recently, he has gotten into where, because he's also a veteran, Mm -hmm. he has gotten into being like a, a spokesperson for veteran suicide. Yeah. And so he is really into that. And that is his new dream, his new mm-hmm. passion. And there is nothing wrong with that. That's totally. ad- an admirable thing as well. I, totally. I think that his dream changed. And he's, I, I don't actually know how old he is, but I'm, yeah. you know, I mean, his, his, both of his kids are, he has adult kids. Yeah. So they're both, you know, and they're both over 21. Yeah. So it's just like, and plus, he'd probably appreciate it if we didn't out, he out probably his age on the wouldn't podcast. want me to do that, you know. But he, you know, <laughs> he's got adult kids. You know, he's been married for several years. Mm. You know, and he's just his dreams just changed over yeah. time. And the benefit is, you know, his wife has always been completely supportive of it, of That's everything awesome. that he yeah. has done, which is completely admirable to mm. do. And then yeah. you know, he's helping people in both aspects. Like he's one of yeah. the people who helped me get into the industry mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. And then, you know, now he has gone and does this thing with veteran mm-hmm. suicide, or at least he did before COVID. I don't know about mm-hmm. after COVID, but I'm going to assume that, he that's still continues that. changed so much. It really has, has, honestly. Yeah, it really has. So it's just... I feel like a lot of times, you know, what we what we want to go after and what we want... A lot of our dreams, I feel like we have in life, um, say a lot about a person because, mm-hmm. you know, it reflects our core desire in life. Well, and I guess one of those things would be for me, like the similarity between being the music teacher and being an actor is, A, I didn't get introduced into the entertainment industry until I was 18. That mm. was the earliest I got introduced to it. Yeah. Secondly, but this, the similarity is they're both industry, well, they're both, at least my partake in mm. both roles was I get to help people. Yeah. That is my partake on it. But my mom is a very hospitable person and has mm-hmm. always been a hospitable person and yeah. is always one of those people who helps others, which is something that has been ingrained in me and something I'm passionate mm-hmm. about doing. I love helping others. That's the yeah. whole reason of mm-hmm. Right Time Productions is to help others. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's more my, I guess that's more of my mm-hmm. dream than really anything. It doesn't really matter what, I mean, I, you know, what I do as long as I'm helping people, then yeah. I will be fulfilled. Yeah. Would you say... Would you say musicality was kind of in a way a bridge into um, a lot of the things that you're passionate about now when it comes to um, you know writing, directing, acting, all these things? Would you would you say that that kind of that interest in music and that interest in musicality being being well, musical was kind of a bridge between the two? I I actually don't I actually don't know if I could say well I don't think I could say that because at that time. I had I wasn't allowed to listen to anything other than Christian mm-hmm. music, and the only mi- the music I listened to other than Christian music was the stuff that was played on the bus or when I was played at a friend's yeah. house. So I can't. I think my thing was is I really admired my music teacher at that time. Mm. She was one of the sweetest people in the whole in the whole world, and mm-hmm. I actually have no idea where she's at now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I think I just admired her a lot, and I think that. Yeah. That because she was just so sweet and so kind and so, you know, helpful to everybody that and one of those people who was super talented as well that I think that I just admired that role of Mm. more her more than I did the Mm. actual thing of music. I I think I like music. I think I liked 
the different beats, but I couldn't. At that time, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. I really don't think, I think what bridged my way into the inter, in the entertainment industry was writing, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Uh, one of my friends in high school, she actually published a book at 16. Um, mm. And uh, I think it was self-published, but I'm not sure exactly how that all came about. Anyway, she wrote a book, but I would write random poems and stories. Mm. And I would, I had such a vivid imagination as a kid. I would just make up all these stories mm-hmm. in my head and have daydreams and night dreams. And they would all have all these different images and stories and plot lines. And I would yeah. write them all down. And then, you know, I would turn mm. some of them into, you know, songs and stuff. And I think that's where really what bridged my way. Yeah. But I also did um, FCA in school. Okay. Which, do you know, you know what that is? Yes. Okay, so FCA, for those athletes. of you who don't know, yeah, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. What my school did was we had, we would perform different skits. Okay, yeah. At these different churches. So, you know, take like um, Lifehouse's Everything, and oh, it was performed into a skit. Oh, I, re- I didn't realize drama was part of FCA. It, well, it's not necessarily, okay. but our school did it. So okay, we would go to these different churches, and we'd put on all these different skits. Mm-hmm. As part of like the evening or Wednesday night service yeah, yeah. for the churches. Mm-hmm. And it was just something I thought was fun. And so I got to play this, these different characters for these yeah. few minutes for yeah. the, you know, the three to five minutes yeah. length of the song. And to me, it was fun. And that's where my interest mm. and that kind of acting. That kind of got get, yeah. gave you the acting bug So the, the writing came into it and then the acting got into it a little bit. And then, of course, I took theater arts and vocal music both mm. in school. So as well yeah. in high school. So I think it was just those kind of combination. But I didn't really know that you could make a career out of it. I thought mm-hmm. the only thing you could do was teach. Yeah. I didn't think you could actually become an actor Yeah. out of it. Yeah. So I think when I hit when AMTC came into my life and I realized I could actually be that. Mm-hmm. I, and I know I've always known it would be hard work, mm-hmm. but I didn't but I didn't fully understand like how much work or any of that. Totally. So and I think, you know, it's it's something I was just thinking about this today, you know, um, I think what your goal and what your desire is for something really says a lot because, you know, if you're out there, you know, trying to act or trying to do this or trying to trying to be a musician or something like that, you mm-hmm. know, just for the fact of getting fame or getting popularity or, or for you could say the clout, I think that's the word the, the kids are mm-hmm. saying nowadays, you know. Oh, is, um, that, is that the word? I, I, think, I think that's the word they're using nowadays, the, the, cl- the clout. Interesting. Um, I think um, okay. I think you know wh- when you have that aspect like you're doing it for the wrong reasons right you know you need to do it for the fact that just because you're passionate about it you know and I think that really that really um, is that that really says a lot I feel like um, that that really determines also I think of a lot about whether you'll be successful or not mm-hmm. you know I think a lot of people who do are just you know out there grinding you know doing um even if they're going for it you know Mm -hmm. if it's out of the wrong place and they're doing it just to be famous or just to be popular Mm -hmm. they will eventually burn out if it does not happen you know we need to go for it because we're passionate about it not because we want fame or you know one of the people who i well as you're saying that one of the people i thought of who would surprise you about that would be uh chip and joanna Gaines. Mm -hmm. so Chip has always been in construction. He's mm-hmm. always flipped houses. That was something he did starting mm-hmm. out, of, like, out of college and everything. He's always had that yeah. side of him. But Joanna never got into like interior decorating or designing until she met Chip. Mm-hmm. And 
the only reason they even have they're even where they are is because she had a blog uh when they had their first house together mm-hmm. and she renovated it on such a small budget exactly um and then she would post the pictures onto the the blog mm-hmm. and somebody from a television from the television from HGTV from saw HGTV, it yeah. and saw her talent and said we want to mm-hmm. do a reality show with you we that's how they got to where they are today the show with you yeah exactly it was one of those like they don't even realize it mm-hmm. you know they don't i don't actually think they realize how famous they actually are yeah. because they don't i don't know if they own a tv or not i know they don't really watch tv Sure, but yeah. I don't. But it, it wasn't their TV. desire. But it wasn't. Yeah. It, it but that wasn't was their my whole point. Is that wasn't their desire mm-hmm. was to become famous. It just kind of happened. And I yeah. think that you know God obviously has a purpose for mm-hmm. their lives. And obviously they have changed so many lives in this process. Yeah. So I think that obviously there was a bigger plan in motion. And I think you know. And then you know people. And but they also did have to be willing to step out and yeah. take that take that risk well, take that take make that jump. You know they well, they had to be willing to step out and say yeah let's. Let's just see what happens. Let's go for it. Exactly. You know? It's it's in a way it's it's a reality that's become true for the, them that they didn't realize they wanted. Exactly. Exactly. Like I think, and there's a lot of people that have dreams that they didn't know. Like for example, like being a director, I didn't know that was a dream I had. Yeah. I didn't know that until, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. got a taste of it when I I was on mm-hmm. a, an interns at a yeah. production company. Yeah. And I, that's when I got my taste for. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't that's know. fun. That's fun. Let's try this. I get to boss people around. <laughs> that's kind of that's fun. That's your favorite part, isn't it? Honestly, a little bit. But it's interesting how you mentioned that, you know, um, of course it did change over time. But like you said, like, you know, directing was something you didn't know you had a passion for. Yeah. Um, which I'm Actually, going back to what we were just talking a minute ago, mm-hmm. um, the reason why I asked if you felt like music kind of played a bridge between you know, having desires and dreams mm-hmm. musically to having dreams and desires within film and all that. Right. Um, is that, and we'll, we'll get into this more um, in the future. The series we're producing now, Young Life. Right. Uh, it was a rid- like the very first iteration that you ever showed me of it was and at the time wasn't it was just untitled as wasn't young life yet yeah um was it was basically like a glee glee it show. was it was basically glee it was but uh, obviously the show now which is we now know of musical. young life is totally different than that exactly but the original concept kind of was musically related yeah well here's here's the reason i came up with that actually because when i was in high school mm-hmm I had a friend and I, we wrote this play together and it was kind of a knockoff of high school musical is what it was because that was out when I was in high school. So actually it was over by the time I was in high school, but still it was a knockoff, but she and I both loved high school musical. And so we're like, well, let's write this play together because we were both kind of had that mindset of we like writing. So we wrote this thing. We had all planned out and everything. And, um, so, but then, you know, we kind of never did anything with it because we graduated high school and moved on with our lives. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say when I got um, with uh, another friend of mine who was like, we need to write, we should write something together. I said, well, I have this idea for something. Let's work on it. But the the friend of mine who I was writing with then is a singer. Mm-hmm. She's classically trained. I'm like, yeah. well, what if we turn this into a musical and mm-hmm. you just teach me how to sing because I 
not really the greatest singer. I can try. <laughs> I can. I I actually am not that bad. I am not professional, but I could probably pull off like a decent karaoke. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna claim myself to be a professional singer. You're not a Dell. No. Huh? You're not gonna claim to be Adele. I am not Adele, though I am nowhere near Adele or Katy Perry or any of those fantastic singers. But I think, like, I'm one of those people would clap for me if I sang karaoke. Like, I feel like people, they would be drunk, but that's okay. That's that's fine with me. Anyway, so I was like, well, we could turn this into a musical, and then you can play a lead, and I'll play a lead, and we'll have another person, and we'll have them all meet. And it was essentially the show originally was supposed to be about three girls starting a band and mm-hmm. becoming, like, this big thing in the journey of how to start a band yeah was originally the thing it was a weird lemonade mouth slash yeah, cheetah like girls that. slash but at like, that time frame though i mean i was still kind of like i want to be a kid but yet i need to slash grow up big time rush weird thing yeah it was, it was <laughs> but that was also the thing at the time yeah so that was why it kind of came into that and then you know over the years as we continued writing it yeah. We trying to change it. Well, you know, well, if I'm going to play a role in this and mm-hmm. I can't sing, so we probably need to change it to, yeah. you know, do something to, or at least push it off until I can take enough lessons to yeah. become a better singer or whatever. And so mm-hmm. after that, I just kind of like, well, we changed mm-hmm. it and we kept changing it to fit yeah. the three of us mm-hmm. or the two of us. And mm-hmm. then we wound up actually, she actually is not even part of the cast at the moment. She's still a consultant on the show. Yeah. But she's and that's, not. And that's no reasoning because of any falling out. Yeah. Or anything. That's just, that's just it's purely just the fact of, you know, life. Like, yeah, pe- life people, just. I, people yeah, move I think on. People she grow got into apart. That, people, you know, she pe- got into a car accident and had to go through multiple surgeries. Yeah, and, so and she's had a lot of, of medical things going on so recently. Um, that was, so it wasn't, yeah, it life. wasn't something. Life's got in the way, you know. Yeah. But to be fair, though, we had slated out like 10 seasons of the show and we slated out like a plot like like we knew what we wanted to happen, like an outline for the whole show. And we had the pilot written all of that in Mm. 24 hours. That's crazy. The first 24 hours of us like meeting and hanging out Mm -hmm. like that's what that's how. So when we get together, we work and we work hard. And some of those ideas have transferred over into what is now Young Life. Well, and um, a lot of it, because a lot of it was based off of stuff that she and I had personally gone through. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. the thing is because I know a lot of the stuff that I put that young that is in Young Life is based off of me personally. Mm-hmm. And it's because when I went through it, I felt completely alone. And I don't want anybody to feel that yeah. way because you're not alone. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying yeah. to make with my character. Yeah. And, you, you, are and, not yeah, alone. and you are one of the main three characters yeah, in Young I, Life. Yeah, I am. That, that character is very... Um, it, that character is very based on you, and now it, we did take some creative liberties and some things here and there, yeah, you know, so with your character. Good luck but, guessing which parts I've been. Through but at the same happens, time, you know, there is a lot in your character that you portray that there there is a lot of you in it. Yeah, you know, which is is because, like I said, you know, I want the people to the audience to relate to me yeah. because you know, like I said, this. I guess it's part of my, my yeah. helping people. The original mm-hmm. dream of helping yeah. people is because that they, was your I don't core want, desire. Yeah. yeah, I don't want people to go through this alone because they shouldn't have mm-hmm. to. Because yeah. I have felt alone so many times, mm-hmm. and there are so many times where I've just wanted to pick up the phone and call somebody, mm-hmm. but I didn't know who to call. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just one of those like, if I call this person, well, they're just going to do this, or if I call this person, they're going to think this. Or you if have to I worry call, about external them them perceiving it. Exactly, I, did, I just wanted them to th- yeah. not just to listen and not 
judge me or you know or have their or feel like they were they're they have to fix you yeah exactly and so that's why i'm like well i that's my mm. i just want to help people and i want people to know that they're not alone and that they can totally. write to me they can message me i don't care yeah. just don't be alone because you're not totally yeah that, definitely definitely yeah because i know yeah. i just know a lot of people who yeah. have gone totally, through yeah, that definitely. Yeah, and I think that, you know, everybody has everybody has a desire to be loved and everybody has a dream. You may not necessarily mm. know what that dream is, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you will you will figure it out because once yeah. you get exposed to it, you can't deny it. Mm-hmm. And that's like uh, how mm. I felt and yeah. once I got exposed to entertainment industry, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, yeah. and I and I've tried multiple things. I tried becoming a comedian. I've tried yeah. being <laughs> a writer. I've tried becoming a singer. I've tried all For these different. For some reason, I just cannot see you as a comedian. I don't know why. <laughs> I just can't. I actually. <laughs> It's just a, it's just it's like a foreign thought to me for some reason. I don't know. You know, why. it's so funny because when we had when we had Maurice on, mm-hmm. Maurice was one of the people who he's always encouraged me to mm. continue with comedy. And that's incredible. Yeah, which is awesome, and it's one of those like. I've never, I've, I've always seen myself as funny, but I've mm. never saw myself as a comedian. Yeah. The reason why is even though I am a writer and I am mm-hmm. funny, I cannot for the life of me write my own jokes. Hmm. I can't do it because I get bored of them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem is I get bored of them. Yeah. I am one of those people. I am really good with sarcastic comments or You're good with situational situational comedy. comedy and you're very good at you know on the fly mm-hmm. but what you're very good at what they call riffing yeah but yeah, they're yeah. but they're not but you're not very good at the structure organized like okay here's kind of the structure of comedy exactly you like know, I'm, i've never been with us like writing I'm more, a structure and making it funny exactly like i'm more of an improv person mm-hmm. and i could do that much better than yeah. i could yeah. um but I, you know, and people yeah. always come up to me. Oh, yeah. you're hilarious! You're so and funny. And you need both as a comedian. But you need both. But I've heard, you know, and that's one of the things Maurice talked about. You know, was that just because you're funny on the street doesn't mean you're gonna Co- be a great comedian. Comedian, exactly. Because it takes a lot more than just being funny on the street. Then yeah, to to be funny. I mean, yeah, it it, do, it does. It's one of those like when I when I did the the comedy bit at AMTC. Mm. You know, I had it written and I had mm. it and I made it, I was able to make it funny for that moment. And yeah. I made, there was, a, well, there was one agent in particular who was mm. there who didn't laugh at anybody and she yeah. laughed at me. Yeah. So I kind of was proud of myself for that mm. little moment. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I still never got, I never heard anything it's from it. It's shocking and how there actually is like a whole psychology behind comedy. Yeah. And there is how many hours, you know, pe- these pe- people put in to their routines, writing new jokes and you know, See, it, it, it it seems so easy. It does. But it you watch so easy, someone perform and do an hour of comedy, you know, you're not seeing the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work yeah, behind that. Exactly. And I'm one of those. To I make would rather that just, funny. You know. If I'm, if I'm going to be funny, I'm going to take a, a, my, you know, video camera or my phone mm-hmm. and re- video myself just talking to random people and just record yeah. that. Yeah. That's going to be funnier than anything mm-hmm. I can write or yeah. th- do because a lot of things mm-hmm. that I do are just naturally funny just because I have a weird creative imagination. <laughs> and I also have no shame. So, <laughs> which we both uh, know. So, so, that's, you know, that's, yeah. and that's what makes me, mm-hmm. you know, unique. And that's what makes me funny. It's not yeah. something I've written mm-hmm. spontaneously and you know, written down yeah. and studied and, you know, mm-hmm. Lord over like, you know, like mm-hmm. an actor does with lines. 
an actor will take the line and they memorize the line and mm. then they have to interpret it different ways. And then that's what the director is for. The director mm. is there to say, hey, well, if you try it this way, yeah. you know, be a little bit sarcastic with it and it will make mm. a whole difference yeah. versus, yeah. you know, you being, you know, serious all the time. Exactly. So. I was, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody a while back and they were saying, um, I asked them, what, what are you passionate about? You know, and they said, they're just like, I'll be honest with you. I don't know. And for me, that was interesting because for me, I've never been in that situation. I have never doubted what I'm passionate about. I've never had, I've never been in a situation where someone's like, what are you passionate about? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I've never not been a passionate person, I feel like. And so yeah. for me, that was a very interesting um, experience for me to have, honestly, yeah. because at, at, honestly, I didn't have an answer for them. I was like, well, you know, I, I, said, yeah. I don't remember exactly what I said. I said a few right. things, but but I think the answer I'll give them now is, you know, we'll find it. You know, you may have to try several things. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to go out and try things. You know, like you said, you tried writing, you tried comedy, you tried yeah. all these things, you know, and, and just because the last thing didn't click for you doesn't mean the next thing won't. Exactly. And not to give and up because there is something out there that you're going to be passionate exactly. about. I guarantee it. You know, it's one of those where I tell people, when people say, I don't know what my passion is, I ask them, well, what do you like to do? Mm -hmm. That's always my thing. What yeah. do you enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy painting? Do you enjoy writing? Do you mm -hmm. enjoy skateboarding? You know, do you want to be mm -hmm. a, you know, what do you enjoy doing? Do you enjoy mm -hmm. making music? Is that something you find fun? Mm -hmm. And then you venture into it and then you decide, mm -hmm. do I want to continue this as a career? Mm -hmm and make money at it mm -hmm. or do i just enjoy playing it for fun and i'm mm -hmm. gonna stay yeah. you know in my current job mm -hmm. situation yeah that's where because to me this film doesn't mm -hmm. feel like work yeah. to me it's yeah. fun so i feel like you know at the end of the day if you want to go even a little deeper with what from what you were saying you mm -hmm. know is asking them like what's your core desire in life Mm -hmm. You know, is that like you said, for us, it's to help people and create hope and show everyone that exactly um, um, that they are mm -hmm. loved. And, and at the end of the day, and at the end of the day, obviously, because we are both we're both people of faith, mm -hmm. you know, our our um, our hard position, you know, is for to for people to realize that at the end of the day, you know, um, not only are you loved, but at the end of the day Jesus is the answer to your pain right um because that's what that's what we believe uh -huh. um but yeah so i i could say that you know that's that could be another follow-up question is you know what's your core desire yeah. you know is it to help people is exactly. it yes or is that what is it you know what's your core you desire have to know you have to know that before you can answer anything else exactly you have to know what your core desire is and then you have to figure out okay well what is the best way for me to do that mm -hmm. that would be the next question to ask totally so you know my my desire is to help people what's mm -hmm. the best way for me to do that well then to analyze all of my talents say well i like to write i'm yeah. good at writing i like to you know act mm -hmm. in plays why well, i like to act okay mm -hmm. let's take that i like to write and act well i guess that means i should probably look at something in the entertainment industry yeah. And then you have to go from there is, do I want to do community theater? Or do I want to do film? Mm -hmm. Do I want to do Broadway? What do I want to do? There's so then you have many to, aspects. There are so many different aspects. You yeah. know, even if you just want to be, you want to be a, um, if you want to work at Walmart, mm -hmm. if your core desire is to make people smile and help them, you know, mm -hmm. help them 
Yeah. And just brighten their you day a little bit with a smile. You can live your best life you working can, at Walmart. You can. You can you live your best totally. life. There's people I know who, uh, I think I was one time, I go to Walmart all the time. <laughs> there was one lady there one time who loved working at Walmart. Yeah. Because she just loves to help people and yeah. likes to make them smile. And you could just, yeah. you could see her faith you could shine through her. Your best and life it was awesome to me. I'm like, those are the people who are inspiring to me. Mm, yeah. Because, you know. It's irrelevant in the fact that she's working at Walmart. You never know what somebody's going through. I mean, yeah, people wear totally. masks all the time, especially totally. now during co- quarantine. Yeah. You don't have a required yeah. by law to wear masks. Yeah. So people but people were putting on masks before then. Yeah, totally. And so you, you don't just, know. They just you weren't they, they weren't tangible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They were they weren't tangible masks. They weren't tangible. So but anyway, right. so that's that's my take on that. I yeah. think that, you know, everybody has a dream. And if you don't know what your yeah. dream is, that you need to find it. Totally. And I would start. And my there are first, ways to find it. Totally. I would start with what do you enjoy doing? Totally. Yeah. Do yeah. you enjoy yeah. crafting? Do you enjoy sewing? Do yeah. you enjoy singing? Do yeah. you enjoy teaching? Mm-hmm. It doesn't don't, matter. Yeah. And also don't worry about the variables. You know, ah. don't worry about the variables of nailing down exactly what you want to do. You know, cause I think I think yeah. for me, you know, um, like I, like I mentioned previously, you know, um, product. I never had to doubt, you know, oh, what's my passion in life? You know, because mm-hmm. it was always production of some sort. You know, I was literally the kid making shows, w- making doing shows with his stuffed animals as a kid. Like <laughs> I was that kid. Oh, you I, know? Can, I can see the I can see baby Roger playing oh, with all his dear. stuffed animals. Yes. I can see. But anyway, so it was, it was always, and you know, when I'd make the dioramas in school, you know, Mm -hmm. I would always add the spotlights and everything, you know, because that's just how my brain worked. You know, it just like, it's for me, it was even at 10, it Mm -hmm. was, you have, you have a diorama. Why would there not be spotlights? Right. Right. Like, that's just how my brain worked, you know? Well, see, and um, the other thing. I didn't know for the longest time, I knew it was production related and I knew it was, some area aspect of that but i didn't know what it was until Mm -hmm. not too long ago honestly right i mean i know now obviously what i'm super passionate about but even now i find that it's still tweaking it's Mm -hmm. still getting more and more precise and you know i think that changes with age honestly totally totally i i have to think i think it changes with age i think that you know the older we get that it's and especially once you like achieve something Mm-hmm. too like you know we we got through school doing all these plays and stuff mm-hmm. and now that we're in our 20s so we're sitting here focusing on well we got to achieve all this stuff so we have all mm-hmm. these goals that we got to achieve or that we want to achieve but then once we hit about 40 or 50 we have yeah. new desires totally, totally. that are going to happen and yeah. that are you know will we be you know mm-hmm. are you going to be through doing camera work are you going to focus on something mm-hmm. else or are yeah. you, you know you going to focus on a different aspect of mm-hmm. production or are you going to stick yeah. with what you know mm-hmm. you know yeah. Different. You never know. It, and it's interesting, you know, just to give a totally practical example, you know. Yeah. Um, here a few years ago, you know, um, I re- specifically remember, you know, like like having the, having the thought process of like like ugh, who would ever want to learn about lighting? Like that's so boring. Like <laughs> why would like I wouldn't want to be those lighting guys because <laughs> like that is the most boring. Like I I, I just saw no appeal about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and, but, but, then, I, but then when I was going, you know, because it was all with the camera, that's always, that's where I was. I was, mm-hmm. it's all about the camera. It's all mm-hmm. about the camera. You know, I was totally, you know, the camera person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and now like tra- uh, now transition to now like Which they're side by understand why I'm they're side now. by side yeah like i have just as big of an interest in lighting and learning about that and how i can perfect that mm-hmm. as i do with my camera right and just the fact of that transition that mindset not only mindset transition but that that um interest interest kind of transition you know because mm-hmm. honestly i don't i don't have a memory of waking up one day and going oh i want to learn everything i can about lighting i right. don't you know it just happened yeah but it was it wasn't something i forced it was just natural so <laughs> now those are side by side mm-hmm. but um and yeah. of course i feel like that really for me at least goes yeah. hand in hand in um what can i what can i do to maximize the potential for excellence in this situation. Yeah. It, well, and the thing is, is I'm not the same person I was five years ago, exactly, which is why my yeah. definition of excellence is different. That is why my goals it are different. It changes my as dreams you grow are and change and learn exactly. and grow and get better. Everything about me is different from yeah. what I was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Completely. Totally. Everything about me is different from, well, not everything, but most of, a lot of things are different about me from what I was six mm-hmm. months ago. Yeah. So it's, you're consistently changing mm. and that's the beauty of life is you're always changing you're mm. always learning and you're always growing yeah. as much as we don't want to do that we do we do and, and it's a natural part of it's life. a natural part of life exactly yeah. it's a natural part of life you know people think oh once we get out of school we're going to stop learning and we have to remember all the mm. stuff that we learn in school you're always learning something mm-hmm. you're always learning yeah. and that's the beauty of life see it's one of those i never paid attention in school because i didn't think well what's this stuff gonna do be useful for? we cannot wait for things we cannot yeah. wait to learn things or we can we just cannot wait period yeah. you know I, I heard it described before um you know is that times like a bully in a schoolyard you know it, it, it that line will always back up mm-hmm. if we continually tell ourselves you know um if we we continually tell ourselves, oh, well, I'll wait for this to to mm-hmm. I'll wait for this time stamp or this marker to do this, mm-hmm. you know, it's just gonna back up. Yeah, you're just gonna tell yourself self once that happens, you're just gonna mm-hmm. tell yourself something else, you know? you know. And so that's why it's so important not to do that. Yeah, and one of the things I will say too is that you know, as you figure out your dream, mm-hmm. find somebody who's willing to help you. Yes. Find it. Yes. If you don't know what it is, like whether mm-hmm. that be, you know, a parent, mm-hmm. a grandparent, a sibling, find someone you trust, your best you friend that knows you really well, somebody who knows you really well. They have to know you mm-hmm. really well. It's one of those, you know, like I didn't know that this was mine and I found I had to find it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those where if I didn't have somebody who was, you know, a parent with me who was willing to drive me to the audition for AMTC, I never would have figured this out. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't have somebody who's saying, well, now that you've done this, what are you going to do now? Type of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Totally. We've done. You've done all this. What are you going to do with it? Type mm-hmm. of thing. That's what mm-hmm. what I think most people yeah. need in their lives. Totally. And even my desire for you know what kind what type of content I want to make is radically changed from. Oh, I know where I was ten years ago to now. Ex- oh, you know? mine is so different. <laughs> you know, right? I I feel bad for like I f- I don't know how I, f- I don't necessarily feel bad. I just kind of like. I guess I'm more in awe of who I was 10 years ago and who I am now. Interesting. Just the difference because yeah. who I was 10 years ago and who I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be now, they're not the same. It's not, I'm nowhere mm-hmm. near what I thought I was going to be at 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't see it going any other way. Mm-hmm. I can, but when you look at it like, well, you know, 10 years ago I was, you know, dating so-and-so and I thought I was going to marry this person yeah. and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And you look at it now and you're like, well, if you had married that person, 
how different would your life be? Yeah, you know, totally. You would not. Mm-hmm. I would not be here. Yeah. I would be married, which is kind of slightly scary to me. Right slightly now. scary. Yeah. Slightly scary to me yeah. right now. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, when you look back on it and you think about all that stuff, it's just kind of like I, I don't like going back and looking on the past that much. Yeah. But at the same time, we can learn from it. And that's mm. when I I don't mind looking back on it is learning yeah. like, well, who I was 10 years ago. I thought I was going to I actually thought I was going to be a pastor's wife. Interesting. I, I actually thought that that was what mm. I thought I was going to be. Yeah. Which is ironic because the person that I was dating at the time is not actually a pastor mm-hmm. to this day. They're not they're, They never became one. Yeah. At least not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's, so it's so fascinating to me that I'm, know, yeah. I'm not that I'm I that's who I thought I was going to be. Mm hmm. And now I'm in front of the camera. Yeah. It's so different to me. And for me, you know, because I have had that thing of I've always wanted to produce content. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to produce things, you know. For me, the biggest transition has been what type of content do I want to produce? You know, mm-hmm. what I think the, the, the goal, this is the important thing, I think. The goal behind the reason for what I want to produce has never changed. Yeah. But that's true. what form the that goal. takes is dramatically different. Yeah, the goal. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, because you and I share the same. We share the same goal of what we want to produce, which is mm-hmm. why we work so well together. Yeah. But at the same time, what we started with mm-hmm. and where we are now is so yeah. different yeah. from mm-hmm. what, what we thought we were going to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. I can't see it going any other way. Yeah. This is, you know, in in our heads, this is the best of what we can come up with at this yeah. time. And yeah. honestly, I think. And for me, honestly, it's more for me on personally, it's that's more about the journey than the destination. Exactly. You know, because as much for as much as I want the series that we're coming out with to do well, you know, I'm not placing my importance or my value as a creative on the fact of it doing well. Oh, no, I'm not either. I'm because I'm I, I, of course, I would love for it to do well. Oh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, for me. It's enough for me to look back and say, we made this. Yeah. And that's awesome. And we had a great time doing it. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I'm like, that's where I want. Yeah. Because especially since we're learning both stuff in front of the camera and behind it. Totally. And the fact that, you know, I'm figuring out how how the camera works. I'm learning how you, how your brain works. Mm-hmm. Because you, you focus on it from a shot perspective and mm-hmm. from lighting. Whereas I focus on it from... Okay, continuity. We're thinking about it from two totally different perspectives. Exactly. But that's why it works well together. Mm -hmm. That's why when you work in front of the camera and behind it, you get Mm -hmm. both sides. And so that's what makes a good production. Exactly. Well, is if you Mm -hmm. need people who think about both sides. Mm -hmm. Granted, I think we may have to get to it. We're getting to a point to where we need some help. (laughs) But I think that, you know, it's doing well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're not perfect. We're going to make yeah. mistakes. Totally. But, and th- I, but that's important. It's important that you fail and make mistakes. Exactly. It is crucial that you do or else you because you cannot you cannot grow and learn if you don't. Exactly. I completely agree. You can't grow and learn if you don't. You cannot so, grow. You have to you fail know, to grow. It's what, just that, that simple. You, you well, have to. to me, it's I the negative stigma around the word failure. Yeah. We need to ignore yeah. this. Even if this. It's not the word itself needs to be. It's not the word itself we should be afraid of. It's the negative stigma around the word that we need to ignore. You know, in in my honest opinion, if this production only gets one view, (laughs) the fact that I can go back, find the show online, Mm -hmm. watch it, and say, I created that, Mm -hmm. and look how far I've come from start to finish, that is more to me than, you know, the show itself. 
Like, yeah. I could cry right now. I'm sitting here like, what? Well, while Trinity <laughs> goes off and cries, we have been talking long enough. But thank you guys <laughs> so much for listening to, to our another episode here on Chase the Unknown. Listening to our tangents on Listening to days. our tangents. Um, we'll be back, of course, next week with a new guest. Hopefully, Hopefully. Um, we'll have Jared back on for you. But until next time, make sure and go chase your unknown.